This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 307. Especially when you're new in the business, you don't know what you don't know. But if you network with other coaches who have been there, that, you know, that's the one thing. Again, coaching changes the world because I think coaches have a big heart, right? We will give you everything we got. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so, you know, in terms of starting your own business, we have business development workshops. And what you don't get out of that workshop, you can get from a coaching colleague, you know. So there are lots of ways and lots of opportunities to learn all the different pieces of what you need to put together to have a successful coaching business. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It is wonderful to have you with us. I am really pumped to introduce you to the guest that we have today and the topic that we're going to talk about. Marlene Thomas and I are going to be talking about the profession of coaching, the importance of connecting with other coaches, what that did for both of our businesses to grow and flourish, as well as being leaders in the coaching community, in the community as a whole, the impact that coaching can bring. I got to tell you, it is a full interview with a delightful guest. I'm going to share more about Marlene with you in just a minute and what you can expect to enjoy in our interview. Before we go there, you know, as I look at the calendar, I realized we're at the end of September, which means really we just have three months left in this calendar year. And I would challenge you to think about how are you closing out this year in such a way that you create success for yourself in the way you want to end 2022 and the way that you want to begin 2023. This is a beautiful time to do some introspection. Think about that. And I also want to offer to you as a way to close out this year well, really get prepped for this next year. If you miss the Star Coach Masterclass, the six C's to your coaching master plan, a free class that I held this past week, there's still time for you to access the replays and discover six key elements that you really need to include in your plan forward so that you can thrive in your coaching business, as an internal coach, in whatever way that you are bringing your impact forward, this masterclass is going to help you do it that much stronger. If you're listening to this show in real time, when it's coming out, the replays will be available for a few more days. And you can access them by going to starcoachshow.com forward slash masterclass forward slash. The participants that attended the series live said it was inspiring, motivational, and it provided exactly what they needed to break through their barriers. I really want you to thrive. 
I want the end of this year to end exactly the way you want it to and really set you up for success this next year. So access that class now at starcoachshow.com forward slash master class forward slash and enjoy. Now let's talk about what you can expect in our interview today. I had the distinct pleasure of being able to spend time with Marlene Thomas. She is the president and CEO of Thomas Management Consulting, which is a woman's owned small business. She provides strategic consulting and executive coaching services to federal, state, and private sector businesses. She also has over 25 years experience in leadership and executive coaching, organizational development, and project management. She's really dedicated to supporting individual employers and leaders as they build productive partnership teams and workplaces, which is, you know, magical right there. Marlene is the current president and the former membership director, which we'll talk about in our interview of the Metro DC chapter of the International Coaching Federation. This is the largest city chapter in the world with over 1,700 members. We talk about the what we've both gained from volunteering in the ICF in leadership roles. Marlene is going to talk about how coaching can really impact the world, what her chapter is doing to make that happen, and how she sees members empowered by connection with one another. She is absolutely brilliant and giving of her time and energy. You can just feel that in this interview. I'm so delighted to introduce you to Marlene Thomas. Enjoy our interview and I'll see you on the other side. Marlene Thomas, welcome to the Star Coach Show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am over the moon to have you with us. We had the best exploratory call, and now I'm bumming that you live in Washington, D.C., and I live in Texas, and we can't go have lunch with each other once a week. I know. I know. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be talking about the work that we love today. We're going to be talking about the privilege that it is to be a coach, but also the responsibility that that holds. And you being the president of the largest city chapter in the world of the Washington, D.C. ICF chapter brings a unique perspective to that, I think. And and so as with all things, what I would love to start with is a little bit about what lights you up about coaching, what's the path that you've walked, and And just to kind of let you take that wherever your heart takes that. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Meg. I am so excited to be here this morning and talk about the thing that I get up every day and and love to do. So what lights me up is coaching. You know, it it is just wonderful. My philosophy and the philosophy of a lot of folks in this business is that coaching can change the world. And, And it certainly... We're doing some things right now in this chapter that I think is going along those paths. So a little bit about me. 
I worked in the federal government for 25, 30 years and retired from there, started my own consulting business. So I've been coaching officially for 12 years and I've got clients all over. I mean, I coach a variety of different clients. So it's not just one arena that I focus on. So good. Excellent. So what led you to deciding to step into the leadership role at at the DC chapter? Because that'll lead us into also some of the great innovative things you guys are doing there. Okay. All right. So when I first got my certification, and I I live, as you said, in Washington, D.C., so I wanted to be a part of the community that I serve. And so I went to the ICF Metro D.C. We have an annual conference. So I went to the annual conference. And I have to be honest, the first conference I went to, I thought, there are no people on the board that look like me. So I grabbed a friend and we both applied for the board position and we got it. And so I've been on the board for six years. I started as director of membership and that's where you connect with all the people because that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to know other coaches in this area who were really out there doing coaching. So that's where I started. And after being on the board for six years and seeing the folks who go before me and the work that they have done and finally kind of figuring out what I wanted to do to make a difference in this community. And I am a, you know, I've been in leadership positions. So leadership and executive coaching and career coaching is really kind of where I focus. And so I put my hand up to be the president. And uh, so I've been the president for almost 18 months. I end my term this year. But we are, I came behind someone who was also a leadership coach, uh, Gary Crane. I have to give a shout out to Gary. We were both feds and Gary is a, he is just a great leader. He was a great leader. And I will tell you, Gary made this job look easy. (laughs) I know now that it's not. Yeah, right. So now Gary's got some talking to you. Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit hidden behind the scenes here, Gary. Right, right. But Gary made it look easy. And he and I were really great partners in this leadership role. And um, so I stepped in and threw my name in the hat. And Gary did some um, strategic planning. So we knew what the initiatives were that I wanted to take over once I stepped in and I just added maybe a couple to that. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing this ever since. I've been doing this ever since. That's so good. So people who are listening and might be wondering, well, what what are some of the things that, that you both give and get from being involved with your chapter? Because wherever you're listening, my guess is that you probably have a chapter within driving distance. I know that some don't. But the, and luckily, some chapters offer some virtual connection. But you know, just from that perspective, it it takes a lot of time and energy to be. I've also served on the board of my chapter. I loved it, and it was a lot of heavy lifting. So, yeah. if people are wondering, well, you know, what would kind of encourage me to step into that kind of space? What do you? What would you mm-hmm. say to that? First, I want to talk about what you get. What you get is to be with the, I think, the greatest minds of the coaching world. You know, the programming is wonderful. We have a global, you've, you've interviewed Anique, 
So yes. the support we get from our from our mothership is just it's really wonderful and it gets you exposure. You know, for those new coaches who are looking to grow their business, expand their business, being going to meetings, going to workshops, going participating in some of our coffees, that's the way you get known. That's the way people get to know you. And that's how people will say, Marlene, I've got this contract. Are you interested in working on this contract? So it really does help build your business. And those those monthly coffees are the way that you really get to hone your skills as a coach. You know, because I think that is probably the most important thing that I think you get Mm -hmm. is to hone your skills. Because a good coach is a coach that is always learning, always trying to find out What is it that I need to do to make myself a better coach for my client? So good. So that is just something I want to reiterate as well. In my 14, almost 15 years of business as a coach, I would say as I look back over the business that I've done, a great portion of that has come from the relationships I've built with other coaches. And so... You know, one of the things I noticed, I joined my ICF chapter as a student, have never regretted. I mean, just was very, went out, you know, to all the meetings and developed incredible relationships with people. So A, it helped increase my confidence as a coach, because when you're able to have coaching conversations with other coaches and you learn what they've done and what they, where their struggles are, and you were able to put your heads together, there's just a great great value in being with other like-minded people who believe in the profession of coaching. So just, I think sometimes there were people who kind of looked at other coaches as competition. And I just would say that, you know, when you really engage in your professional organization, it lifts us all up together. And I just want to kind of reiterate that. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And what we what you give by being in this chapter, because you do, there is an expectation that you're going to give a little something back. Like we have a very, very strong pro bono. We do strong pro bono work in this chapter. We have a great committee and we are currently coaching the Ukrainian coaches. You'll see my uh, flag in the background, but uh, we are actually coaching the Ukraine chapter members. That is so, so yeah, so you know, wonderful. Is, you know, the past president lives here in Alexandria and reached out to me and we immediately, my board was like, yes, this is something. And every board member signed up to be a coach and do that work with us. So we, the expectation is that you do give something. We're right. also coaching first responders, Anova Hospital. We are coaching them. That's a brand new partnership that we've just gotten into. And I am so excited about that work because, you know, when the pandemic hit, we knew again that there were people here locally that needed us, that needed our support, that needed what we as coaches are so great at, right? Which is changing lives and helping them with the issues that they deal with every day. So we have some really, really great partnerships that we are I'm really proud of that's happening under my tenure, honestly. Oh, as, as you know, makes perfect sense to be that. And that concept of 
if we really want to impact the world, there's many different paths Mm. to that. And part of that is being a part of an organization who's able to partner with and contract with these organizations that need pro bono coaching or that that can really benefit. I know that our chapter does pro bono coaching. I've been a, a part of, you know, different nonprofit organizations that we engage with and we provide coaching for their leaders or for whoever in their in their organization they would like coaching for. And there's there's something really powerful about that. Yeah. And it's you know the other thing that you that you give is you you do give your time, but believe me, you get back much more than you give. You know, if you're a coach and you're looking to strengthen some skills and and maybe in leadership, then join a committee. You don't have to join the board, but join a committee where you get to really hone those skills that are important for you as you build your business. You know, most of us are entrepreneurs and we've never really kind of done all the things that's required to to manage an organization. But this is a place where you have you can have the build those relationships, which will help you figure out how to do that. And it's also a place where we have wonderful programming. I cannot speak highly enough of our professional development committee and the programming that they bring to our members. So that and we, you know, we want to hear from the members because we're only as good as what our chapter members as they see us as being. So we need to hear from them to make sure we're giving them what they need to be successful. So good. So let's start for a second around, well, not start, let's, let's kind of continue on. And through your experience and all the different coaches that you've interfaced with and have heard their struggles and heard their successes, what would you say is the best way to start a coaching business? I just have to be honest, I am back to networking. You know, we, especially when you're new in the business, you don't know what you don't know. But if you network with other coaches who have been there, that, you know, that's the one thing. Um, again, coaching changes the world because I think coaches have a big heart, right? We will oh, give yeah. you everything we got. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, you know, in terms of starting your own business, we have business development workshop. And what you don't get out of that workshop, you can get from a coaching colleague, you know. So there are lots of ways and lots of opportunities to learn all the different pieces of what you need to put together to have a successful coaching business. I love that you say that. That's obviously one of the key reasons why I started this show was to also put coaches together with other coaches. Now, in this situation, it's us talking together and other coaches getting the benefit of this conversation, but we're not pioneers in this anymore in that there are those that have walked before us and we can learn so much from those who have walked before us and those that might be walking alongside us, but in a different direction or have done other things. And so the whole concept of us being a community is something that I just, I want everybody to really hear. We can, you don't have to do this alone because I don't know how often you hear, but I hear, you know, it can be kind of isolating being a solopreneur or being an entrepreneur. And therefore, you know, there are others 
that are around you that also might feel isolated. Yeah. And, and I think the pandemic added to that, you know, it, those monthly meetings that I went to were such a great place to have human connection. Even mm-hmm. though we went to Zoom meetings and those were, I think, a beautiful way to try to continue the connection. It's a little bit different when you're not meeting face-to-face. Yeah. What are your thoughts about well, the pandemic? I will tell you, I'd love to tell you a personal story. Just a couple of weeks ago, a colleague of mine who I have not seen or talked to since the pandemic reached out to me personally and said, you know, I'm putting up a new website and I just want your thoughts on something. And I said, "Okay, let's jump on a Zoom call. So we set up a Zoom call and she said, and so I talked to her about all the things that have been happening in the chapter. And, you know, she was honestly saying, well, my business hasn't been very successful during COVID. I said, my business has grown during COVID. And so, and I explained to her why. And I said, you need to be involved. People need to see you. She's been in business much longer than me, but she, during COVID, kind and of pulled withdrew. away like a lot mm-hmm. of people did. And I said, you know, so, and I just gave her, I said, first of all, we've got a conference coming up. I had a, a talk with my chapter. I had a membership talk with my chapter. I invited her to that and she showed up. And a couple of other things that I said, these are the things that I would suggest that you start. I gave her the names of the coffees that were in her area. And a week later, she said, oh my God, I want you to know you changed my life. Wow. You changed my life. And it was just a conversation. I mean, you know, the truth is it was a coaching conversation, right? Exactly. (laughs) Because that's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. But heard where the gaps were and you helped her kind of figure out and come up with her. Oh my gosh, I really have pulled away. I've really isolated. Yeah. And I just reminded her, these are the things that it takes for you to be successful and to get re-engaged. Not that she didn't know. It's, it's, that's what coaching is about. You know, I believe that as individuals, we have everything that we need to be successful. And that coach is that's just that partner that helps you be successful. And that's why this is such wonderful work. It certainly is. Because to your point, when we get caught in a loop or a pattern, it's hard for us to see that ourselves. And that's, you know, that's what human beings do. And we kind of pull away sometimes from the things we know or the things that we need when we're in a bad place. And having outside eyes, having a a coach who says, hmm, what about this? Or here's, you know, I'm wondering how that, what your thoughts are about this. It reconnects us with, oh my gosh, I do know that. I do. I have pulled away from that. And there is just such incredible value in that. I saw that, you know, through my years as a therapist, being able to have those eyes from the outside. And certainly uh, as a coach, I've just so enjoyed that and love hearing you say that. Yeah. And it's, you know, coaching is a very organic process. You, you know, as coaches, we have to be present. We have to listen. And, you know, I think when you're going through training school, you hear that all the time, right? You don't really know what it means until you're sitting there in front of a client and you're like, I really need to be able to feel what she's not saying, what he or she is not saying, right? Right. I mean, it's, so it's very, you know, this is great work, but it's, it's not easy work. And it's not, coaching is not the 
the occupation for folks who want to get rich. I mean, some folks do, but you've, I think most of the coaches that I have met do this because they have a passion. Right. They have a passion for people. They have a passion for making the world a better place. And I do believe that we can have a lifestyle that we want through that, but it's, it's where, what's the passion. And so, so I'm not, so I guess my point, cause I will say to the audience again, again, we've got to help you be able to live through doing coaching. Otherwise you're doing something else Monday through Friday, and you don't maybe have the energy to have the impact that you want to have. So I do believe that we can make a good living being a coach. And at the same time. Yeah, this isn't necessarily, you know, to 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 be a millionaire, but in in fact, you know, what can we do to blend our passions? So one of the other things that you said that I really want to follow up on is this whole concept of coaches being lifetime learners about us continuing to build our muscles on an ongoing basis. Yes, we go through training school, but that's not the end of that. So what would you like to kind of add and and maybe even talk about what you find as things that you really enjoy to continue to build those muscles? Yeah, well, I'm one of those people that I'm always on a webinar, a podcast or something, listening to what the latest and greatest is in coaching and, and really trying to hone my skills so that I can get better. And so my personal story is that once a year, I do a big investment in my coaching business and me. It's either going or what I've missed is going offsite to a week retreat where I'm learning something about coaching or, again, just time for myself to recharge. But I do invest in one big seminar workshop every year. And I mean, you know, thousands of dollars because that's what I do because it's so important to me. But I will tell you the thing, there are so many things that you can do that don't cost that money. And I mean, it's like, and I, again, I have to make a big push for our coffees because the leaders of our coffees are people who are really skilled coaches and they'll be talking about a book. They'll be talking about the latest coaching technique, technology, the latest, you know, whatever related to coaching. So, you know, I encourage every coach, please make sure that you invest in yourself regularly so that you're comfortable. Because again, that's what makes us comfortable as coaches, right? We learn these little techniques and then we go out and we try them with our clients. Well, and that's my whole thing about the coffees that you have. So obviously not all of our listeners are in the DC area. But I think it's something that they could kind of learn from and pick up on. So could you tell us a little bit more about how those coffees are, how the DC chapter is sort of expanded into these coffees? Okay. So we, I think we have maybe 16 coffees right now. And the DC area is Washington, DC, Maryland, and Virginia. It's a big area. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big area. And so we have three or four coffees in each of those areas. And we have had coaches who have raised their hands and said, I want to spend an hour and a half. I will happily spend an hour and a half, a month, a quarter, you know, putting together this team of folks to come together and talk about what's happening in the coaching world. Now, our newest coffee, I'll have to give Matt a a shout out, is an evening coffee, which is really lovely. 
Because a lot of people, you know, as you said earlier, a lot of people, they have full-time jobs and coaching may be a part-time job. So this allows them to participate in the coffees in the evening. So, and it's as easy as going to our website, icfmetrodc.org and signing up. You will see. Oh, so they are virtual. They are virtual. Yes. I was thinking that you were actually meeting in coffee. We were before COVID. We were. And, but now all of the, the coffees are what saved us during COVID in terms of that togetherness. They oh, check. excellent. They so you're all, actually inviting the listeners to. I am inviting the listeners, regardless of where you are in the world. That is go so good. And, and I will have a link up. for that in the show notes and yes. sign up for a coffee. Sign excellent. up for a coffee. Yes, yes, And yes. meet people from other areas. That is Absolutely. so beautiful. Thank you for that. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Excellent. Yeah. So one other question that I get asked a lot, and I'd love to hear your thinking on is, okay, so you do this investment in yourself once a year, but there are a plethora of things that we could, I mean, there are so many, I could probably train 12 months of the year if I just had an unlimited amount of resources. And if I didn't have to like spend time with my clients, because I'm always in training, right? So how do you choose where to make that investment? What are some of the thought processes that you have about that? Well, you know, last year, my big investment was neuroscience. That's going to be my next one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's based on, again, all the little podcasts that I listen to, some of the conversations that have come up at the coffees that make me say, hmm, I want to know more about that. So I'll read a book or, you know, some or talk to another coach about the training that they took, because that they're, the one thing that is, again, really great is that there's not very much out there that other coaches haven't, that if you're considering, there's a coach somewhere who can give trained you on it, is certified, and they can give you suggestions for trainings, for workshops, for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So just let people know, this is what just I'm let, thinking about. Mm-hmm. Who do you know that might mm-hmm. know something about this? And yes, to Marlene's and point, you. there is somebody out there who is connected with that, a training mm-hmm. or a couple different trainings with different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is a lot of our coaches are trainers. A lot of them have training classes themselves. So again, this is the place, folks, for <laughs> the experience, the expertise and the knowledge. That is, it's really about sharing all of those things when we get together. So, and you've made a point that, you know, part of being a helping professional is that you invest in yourself, in your own growth, in your own development. And when we think about that, one of the things that we talked about are some things that might keep us up at night. Some of the things that might create some stress. And one of those is, are we as a a profession, really keeping ourselves to the level of skill set that we want to, that is really valuable for advancing the profession and really having the impact that we want. What are your thoughts about, are we keeping our our saw sharpened? I am very, again, I'm passionate about a lot of things around coaching, but this is probably the one thing that I am the most passionate about in this current role that I am. And with 1,700 members, I tell them all, it is important, folks, that you 
keep yourself current. You know, when we talk about discovery calls, chemistry calls with clients, you know, I will tell you, I have said to some of my clients, whether you select me or not, there are two questions that I want you to ask your your potential coach. And one of them is, what do they do to keep current in their field? And the second is, do you have a coach? Because my belief is every good coach has a coach. And I can't tell you, I've learned so much from my coach. I cannot imagine life without my coach. Exactly. And I don't know how many times I'll have somebody say, you're a coach and you have a coach? Like like that it's this unheard of thing. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if I, I... always have a coach. And sometimes I'll have a coach for a couple of years and then change to another coach, depending on, you know, what I'm looking for and what's going on and just to get that different perspective. But in the scheme of things, if we're saying invest in yourself by having a coach and you don't yourself have a coach, right? There a bit of a mixed message there. Yeah, there is. So, you know, sometimes we have to, we do have to train our clients too, (laughs) what to look for as we're having those chemistry calls, but very important. So the last, we're we're starting to to wind up our time together, but you being in DC, we had an interesting conversation about our profession and our profession kind of representing itself in legislature, in lobbying for what our beliefs are and what our needs are. And and I'm just curious if if you could share just a little bit about your perspective from that. Well, my perspective is that right now, everybody in Congress could use a coach. <laughs> everybody you know, I'd be willing to do pro bono just to get that done. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, it's really interesting because we do have a lot of coaches who are coaching in, you know, in Congress and, and on the Hill. And so some of them are taking advantage of it. But again, back to my philosophy that coaching changes lives. I think it's the one area that we we can make a difference. We as coaches can make a difference in what we see happening in the world. And so for those, I'm gonna just do my last pitch, I promise. For those of you or those of us who have not reached out to do some pro bono work, in an organization, and especially nonprofits that you really think could use your help, that you could make a difference. I want to challenge you today to really think about that. Think about those organizations that you want to work with and reach out because they need you. They most of the times don't have the funds to be able to pay coaches, but it is really a great opportunity for us to make a difference. And so what I would say is that even if when you hear Marlene say that, if you're like, I just don't know who who does or what it is, I would say, you know, what is your chapter doing? And, you know, how can you engage with your chapter who I promise you has some kind of a pro bono initiative going on? Uh, even if it's only during coaching week, you know, there is some pro bono happening through your local chapter. That is a really good point, Meg. All that one of the things that Global asks all of us as chapter leaders to do, and it's about advancing coaching so that we can expose more people to coaching, especially those organizations who cannot afford to do so. Well, and I just love, I mean, that you're 
coaching the Ukrainian coaches is so beautiful and first responders. And we talk about finding the hub of things that are needed right now. So thank you for the work you do. Thank you for advancing coaching, for coming and sharing your perspective with all of us, because you are the profile of who I was thinking of when I started the show in how can we bring other coaches into the conversation to just talk about what are you doing and what do you want all of us to think about? You are a beautiful example of somebody who's walking the journey that I want other coaches to learn from. So thank you. Because I know you're busy. Thank you for being here. Thank you. This was so much fun. And I really enjoy having this conversation with you. And I hope I hope that someone somewhere around the world is going to hear this and maybe reach out to one of our coffee leaders. (laughs) Absolutely. And we will have links on how to connect with those coffees and how to stay in touch with Marlene in the show notes for this episode. Marlene Thomas, president of the Washington, D.C. ICF chapter. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Meg. I appreciate it. It is just such a blessing to do this show, to meet incredible people like Marlene and my other fabulous guests, as well as connecting with my listeners. I'm just so grateful. Now, in the interview, Marlene mentioned Anik. And in case you're wondering, who is that that she was saying? That was Anik Clemens, episode 292, where we talked about the global ICF. And we'll have the link for that show in the show notes, as well as if you'd like to learn more about Marlene and connect with those coffees that she was talking about, go to starcoatshow.com slash 307, starcoatshow.com slash 307, and pick up the links for that. My conversation with Marlene continues in the member community where she shares how she's been able to build a thriving business without really niching down the way that we're often encouraged to do. Next week, I welcome Russell Pearson to the show. We're going to be talking about creating proposals and how to engage with companies around the work that we do and the ins and outs of proposals. Once again, if you didn't catch the masterclass I ran last week on the six C's to your coaching master plan, because remember, if you don't have a plan... You're going to end up somewhere, but is it really where you want to be? Those replays to that free training are still going to be available at starcoachshow.com forward slash masterclass forward slash. Be sure to get those before we shut that down. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the absolute best for your success. I look forward to seeing you next week. Be well.